Welcome to the Shale Solutions Podcast. Today, I'm excited to bring to you another discussion. Today's discussion is with Abby Strong. She's both a friend and client of mine. She's a Des Moines native and is a really awesome example of taking a passion and turning it into a business. She is the owner and operator of Auntie Abby's Professional Pet Sitting, which is in the greater Des Moines area. A business that started out just her out on her own being a pet sitter. Fast forward, she has a backlog of over 200 clients and over a dozen sitters working for her. I hope you enjoy the episode and I hope this gives you some sort of idea of what it takes to take a passion, get the ball rolling, and turn it into a business that you can make a living off of and even help others make a living from. Joining me today is Abby Strong. She's a Des Moines native, a pet lover, and the owner of Auntie Abby's Professional Pet Sitting. Very excited to have her on today. This is actually our second attempt at recording this. I have since gotten my technology under control much better, so I appreciate you coming out here for a second time. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. How are you doing today? Oh, doing well. It's beautiful outside, which makes it wonderful for dog walking. Mm, yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've actually got some real fall weather for once yes. in Iowa. It seems like the last couple of years have been a little, little hit or miss. You get maybe a week or two and then it's right. from summer to winter. Right. Hopefully we will uh, have this for another few weeks here. Mm-hmm. So you've had uh, some kind of interesting pet situations lately. So since you're, so her pet sitting services, you can tell, you know, taking care of other people's animals, definitely... A lot of stuff going on with that. So what are some of the recent kind of issues you've had to deal with lately? Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, we offer a variety of different services. Um, We offer dog walking. We have a pet nanny service, which is ideal for pets that can't be left alone. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be a variety of different reasons for that. It could be um, a medical concern. Um, Anxiety could be a brand new puppy. Um, we offer drop-in visits, we have, um, a vacation visit service and then overnight pet in house sitting. Mm -hmm. So when you ask about issues, um, we encounter a variety of things. Um, we have a lot of policies in place for when our clients are traveling, especially so that if something does pop up, we're able to get them into the veterinarian or reach out to an emergency contact, um, to take care of the situation. Um, We have a vet release form, which allows veterinarians to work with us um, and illustrates that the Mm, client, yep, has has employed us for our services and that we have authorization to make decisions. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So most recently, um, we've had a senior cat, about 15, who is not overly social, um, but hasn't been using the litter box well. And that's one thing um, I train all of the sitters on is cats, behavior, litter box. Um, The litter box really offers a lot of clues into the health of a cat, especially when you have a cat who's not super social and you might not truly be seeing it every visit. So, you know, we monitor to see um, if cats are going normally. You know, ideally they should be pooping at least once every 24 hours. They should be peeing Mm -hmm. multiple times. Um, It should be a nice-sized amount. You know, we look for if they're just little raindrops, that's indicative of a problem. Could be UTI, could be bladder infection, could be a blockage. Mm -hmm. Um, Some cats can have crystals. 
Right now, what we're finding with this cat is that the cat um, hasn't been pooping as often as it should be. It's been hard and dry, um, which indicates um, constipation. Um, could be a megacolon issue. Um, there are a variety of different things. Um, so we've been keeping the owner abreast of the situation, um, making additional visits. This was a once-a-day visit. Now we're doing twice-a-day visits. Um, and have been in um, contact with the vet's office just this morning. Um, we'll see what they'd like us to do. Um, again, this is a cat who's not overly social and so um, may not be the most willing to be kenneled. And mm-hmm. that's where the emergency contact comes into place. So this client has a son in town who knows the cat well. And if we need to cooperate and get the cat into the vet, we will. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, so that definitely goes to show, I'd like to think, the differences between, you know, someone like your business and a more just right. casual pet sitter out there. Right. Um, so you just, this all started originally with you just kind of more casually doing pet sitting on the side, right? Right. This was something, gosh, thinking back, I've done for close to 20 years mm-hmm. um, on the side have always been very passionate about animals and their welfare um, volunteered with the Animal Rescue League of Iowa I'm a current volunteer with bailing out Benji um, and really wanted to find a way I could take my passion and turn it into a career mm-hmm. um, so started just studying everything out there about, business, um, trainings for pet sitters and working with different types of animals, um, connected with a pet sitting business coach, Kristen Morrison, um, who's just been a godsend and has really helped me to, um, cultivate my business and grow it. Mm -hmm. So lots of different. So how long, how long goes it before you really started to take it serious and you uh, went and hired a special coach like that? Right. Um, I wasn't even aware that there was a business coach out there who specialized in pet sitting until mm-hmm. a year after I had started my business. Okay. Um, so then once you once you did hire her, what what was that kind of difference in acceleration and right you know how how you you got more you know confidence started to figure out all those processes and steps that we you just talked a whole bunch about earlier of you know the uh vet release and you know things to look for right um working with Kristen helped in a variety of ways one she connected me to a community So the first thing I did with Kristen was this pet sitting business challenge, a 30-day challenge. There was a huge online community with pet business owners across the um, U.S. And so I was able to connect with others, um, hear about their experience, collaborate with them. And then she took us step-by-step through her processes for building her business, for hiring um, the most efficient ways to work with clients, um, really just honing all of the details. And while this started out as a solo business, um, I always had the aspiration to grow a team of sitters, and working with Kristen really helped me to figure out how to do that, how to take that next step. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've quickly grown, uh, well, 
So you've been business what kind of like a few two three years now three, three years three so years, yep. yep October 2019 was when I officially opened the okay, doors yep. and this became a full time venture yeah yeah wow and you're up to what something around 15 pet sitters yes. working with you yep so yes. I have two full time sitters and then I have 13 part time sitters um I've really experienced a tremendous amount of growth in the past year and a half um Mm -hmm. yeah and I really credit well a variety of things but working with Kristen and just doing my homework and really immersing myself yeah in the business Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely an example of you know there's lots of pet sitters out there right uh so you think you know okay oh is this a side gig I could get into and then you maybe think oh there's so much competition but there's also just so much potential business out there right? that even in that short amount of time, you got to the point that you could do more than keep yourself busy, that you could, you know, bring in a couple of full-time people and have 10 right. plus other that are picking up jobs consistently. Right. So yeah, it's a, I, I like that as just an example of, you know, taking a passion and uh, and realizing how much business just there is out there, how much you know, in the world of business, just how much money there is out there. So yeah, there's tons of pet sitters, but there's no reason if you put in the effort that you couldn't uh, find your share of clients out there. That's plenty to, you know, keep you afloat and continue that passion forward. Right. I forget what the exact percentage is, but the vast majority of households in the U.S. have pets. Mm -hmm. Um, And pets are really our children. Um, One thing people don't always realize is the tremendous amount of responsibility that comes with this job. Um, Kind of like I was detailing with the cat before, you know, Mm -hmm. monitoring um, for signs of health issues or distress. Um, There's always the potential for escape of an animal, Mm -hmm. um, of a bite, um, lots of different things. And so it's truly important to be working with someone who this is their full time work. This is someone mm-hmm. who's invested in training, who has um, taken out an insurance policy, who's bonded, who's licensed, um, who's really taken all the appropriate actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And taking those appropriate actions is one of those things where if you, if you want to break into a particular industry, you know, that's one quick way to set yourself apart. Right. And then the the finding a specific business coach. And it, it is amazing how there's there's somebody out there that's done exactly what you want to do. And they've probably created right. some sort of course or they're to a level that they want to help others. So there is a lot of just awesome opportunity. And I know something you've probably done a lot better than uh, most people trying to do something similar is you know, reinvesting into yourself, spending the money on a coach. Yes. Um, the so computer software, the, the website that you use uh, is another major component. Right. Uh, was it Time to Pet? Yes. Oh, Time to Pet has just been kind of revolutionary for us. Um, it's a system specifically for pet sitting businesses with a client portal. And so we do just everything in Time to Pet. We do our scheduling and invoicing. Um, Our clients create profiles for their house and their pets. Um, 
we there's an app that connects to Time to Pet that both the mm-hmm. client and the sitter can use. And so when a sitter arrives um, for a visit or a dog walk, she starts a timer. The client receives a notification that we're at their home. And then at the end of the visit, a report is generated. And clients can see departure time, arrival time, GPS. Rather, we you know took a walk and you see the route or you just mm-hmm. see that we were physically in your home. Um, we send pictures and all the updates. And it works, um, basically it functions as a texting system as well to mm-hmm. communicate back and forth with clients. Yeah. Um, it's really allowed us to streamline and I am huge on transparency. Um, my goal for my clients is to have complete peace of mind while they're away. Rather they're at work or they're traveling, they deserve to be able to be fully present Mm-hmm. Um, and this system really allows our clients to say that we're doing what we agreed to do at the time we agreed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. big. And it's a, another thing on top of, okay, there's another, there's somebody out there that can help you, but there's also probably some sort of piece of technology that can help you. Right. Yeah. I never, I mean, it, it makes sense, but I, I wouldn't have thought that there was already just a plug and play system out there that. Right. solves a lot of those problems so when you're when you're starting to bring in a team yes. and have a backlog of 200 clients then having that central system where everything is right can be monitored and shared in one spot is a dramatic difference and you know the key to really Absolutely. starting to scale your business and then providing a consistent level of customer support that I know you guys do it's definitely, you know, apparent in the reviews you get from your clients and yeah, just how you, you guys how you guys uh, operate. I know, and especially like before you guys have a new client, you know, you always do a meet and greet, yes. and you want to ensure that there's a, a smooth transition process right. for both the client and their pet, <clears throat> but also your sitter that's going to be taking right. care of them. Right. So our process for prospective clients, um, once they've contacted us, we do a screening either over the phone or via email where we ask um, certain questions um, regarding the pets and their, you know, their condition, um, whether they have any health issues, that sort of thing. Um, Next step is that I personally meet with each prospective client um, I have an introduction with all of the pets. Um, I see the environment they're in and go over the routine. And from there, the sitter or sitters that would be helping with their pets meet with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's important to ensure it's a good fit for everyone and to make sure everyone is on the same page, that yep. pets are comfortable with the sitters and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's uh, an overnight service. Absolutely. You want to make sure that your sitter's comfortable in the situation they're going into right and we you know sometimes we have pets that take longer to warm up um and so one Mm. thing we like to do is if that's the case schedule some visits ahead of time so that the pets can become comfortable with the sitter and know this is a trusted individual so that while the clients are traveling there's much less stress for everyone Mm mm-hmm Awesome. So as you were starting to grow this business, what were kind of the biggest stress points for you or the things that really yeah. gave you the most pause when you were thinking, oh, can I actually turn this into a team or uh, make enough money that this is my full-time job? Right. 
lots of things. <laughs> in general, I tend to be somewhat of a perfectionist, um, and my clients have come to expect a certain level of professionalism and caring from myself. Um, so there was certainly the concern of wanting to make sure as I grew that those same, um, that level of expectation was met. Um, initially, some of my clients were a little reluctant to work with someone new. Mm -hmm. Um, and I assured them of all the different measures I had taken. Um, one is that any sitter on our team has had a complete criminal background check. Um, I've spoken with multiple references, both character and professional. Um, they shadow me on a variety of different types of jobs, and then I also shadow them as well mm -hmm. until they're ready to get going. Um, and one thing I've done, um, rather this was smart from the financial side initially or not, um, I started all of the sitters on my team at a much higher percentage pay-wise um, than some of our competition was doing. Mm -hmm. um, reason being, it was important to me to attract quality people. Yeah. Um, that's the number one goal. You know, you, you, you attract um, what you're willing to put into something. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did that from the get-go and then six months later, raised our rates to um, offset that. Mm -hmm. But okay. I think that was truly one of the most important pieces. Yeah, for sure. And then that's, yeah, I'd, I'd consider that just a, another example of investing yourself like right. you have in other matters because having right. that, the quality level of people, then it's going to pay off in the long run. People are far more willing to pay a slightly higher price when you do go to raise the prices like you did shortly after. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just a, a great example of yeah putting in systems. And I know that was uh, something we worked on was that it's, you know, taking care of people's pets is very personal. Right. And then if you're somebody that, okay, you started this business, you have the most uh, riding on it, you know, if this fails, then it's a much bigger problem for you than anybody else involved. Right. And relieving yourself of some of those duties can be extremely in, in, intimidating. Right. Because especially in such a, a personal uh, business model, but you know, when you when you start a business, your goal is to you know be the one in control, have that freedom, and be able to expand it. So if you, if you're doing everything yourself, it's going to, you know, you're not going to get those results you initially, right. you know, had the dream for. So being able to build up those systems, have something like time to pet, fully utilize that. So, you know, the sitters are doing everything correctly. The client is confident in uh, their performance. And then it's just much easier to just, yeah, let, let go of some tasks. You can, yes. you know, if, okay, if I train them properly, if we do it the exact same way every time, then right. I know they're going to go do it that way. And it's, it's not as, hopefully it's not as intimidating anymore when you're looking forward and trying to expand and right. spend a little less time yourself, boots on the ground, walking dogs and more time working on the business, trying to find more opportunities and right. bring in new sitters and create opportunities for them as well. Yeah, truly 
every six months in this three-year period since I opened the business has been very transformational. Um, Like I said, started out as a solo uh, business where I was walking all of the dogs. I was doing all of the overnight services. You know, I was very involved in the services Mm -hmm. themselves. And I still am to a degree. But now my role has shifted quite a bit towards more of the management. Um, I'm very hands-on with my business. So even though I may not be the person that's taking care of your animal daily, I am reading every report on time to pet, weighing mm-hmm. in, communicating with the sister or, uh, sitters, communicating with clients. Um, working with you has been instrumental as well um, as we've grown so that I have great systems um, in place so it's easy to transfer knowledge to others. One thing you and I have been working on is getting things set up so that I can bring on a part-time administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, who's able to uh, work at the same level I am. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things where, right. okay, you're, you're just so used to do everything yourself, but then if we sit back, we kind of break it down a little, and then we make some training documents, you realize, oh, okay, no, that's any, really anybody could do these few pieces with a little bit of training. Right. So it, it, it emotionally, it feels like, oh, if I, if I want our business to be at the level it is, I have to do everything. Yes. But if I can... If I can get people to step back, kind of look at it, and then realize, oh, the, if you're good at training it, then you can guarantee in that way that it's right. going to maintain the same level, and now you can go spend time doing those other things that maybe you like more or just adds more value monetarily and otherwise to the business because you're you're right. the true expert. You're the one that's leading the charge. Uh, you know all the ins and outs of how to inspect a litter box or, right. you know, uh, the vet, what, what's going to happen if somebody has to go to the vet. So if you're buried in all these other details, it's harder to make sure the big picture stuff is, is moving in the right direction. Right, right. Um, and that truly was one of my hangups was transferring um, duties to other sitters, um, considering an administrative assistant, you know, back to that perfectionism, which I think is a good quality for any business Mm -hmm. owner, but that feeling of I need to be able to do everything to have it to the level that I would like, Um, realizing that that's not the case um, Mm -hmm. once you have good practices in place is just everything. And realizing that others bring value that you may not have Mm -hmm. even, you know, considered that's one thing I love about the sitters on our team is they all have different areas of expertise. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got Amy, who we call the cat whisperer, <laughs> and she works with cats. She doesn't work with dogs or other animals. She feels deeply connected to cats. She's taken a lot of training. Um, she fosters cats and kittens. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's wonderful for some of the more difficult cases we get. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and so bringing on, again... Paying a little better than you know, right. okay, I got this really good sitter. Right. You're going to be a lot less worried about them, you know, leaving your organization and they're going to continue to want to improve themselves as you build more opportunity for them within the business. Right. And then having that awesome team where, yeah, so you, you said you screen all the potential clients and you're talking about health yep. issues and stuff, but that's not to say that you're going to turn them away. It's just so, no. hey- we know we need to get a sitter that can 
administer fluids or use needles, give medication to uh, pets if they need it. Exactly. We need to have a game plan. Um, We work with lots of animals that have a whole range of health issues from diabetes to Addison's. we see quite a bit, you know, there's a there's a huge difference from breed to breed. There's a huge difference in age, you know, when you have a senior pet or a younger pet. Um, we like to have all our bases covered and make sure we have the right sitter for the job. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what have been some of the key things you've been focused or what, what have been some of your key items for going from that solo and finding more, uh, more and more clients? What have been your... Yeah. Biggest successes and finding clients and what you're currently trying to pursue to continue to grow the business. Um, I think one of the best steps I took besides just pouring myself into everything pet related, you know, mm-hmm. e- education, working with a coach, that sort of thing, um, was joining a business networking group, uh, mm-hmm. BNI, Business Networking International, which um you share that with me we're members of the same group yep um, i'm just slowly going down the roster and getting right. everybody on here which which is awesome right. because my goal is to try to explore as many industries as i can so i just got a nice little key to a chest of right. knowledge in all sorts of businesses um joining bni was one of the single best things aside from working with Kristen, that i did um it helped me to network and our particular group has just been wonderful. Um, it's like having 20 personal cheerleaders who truly get to know you, um, truly get to know your business and how you do things and work hard to help you succeed. Rather it's through connecting you with potential clients or it's saying, Hey, I have this really great idea, Mm -hmm. um, that might be helpful to you or let me connect you to this individual um, with B and I, you know, we go, we go back to the perfectionism. I always knew my goal was to expand the business beyond me. However, I was scared to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to reach a point where I could not take on another client myself yep. and kind of had my back against the wall to branch out. And I credit B and I, because I think if I hadn't felt a little bit of pressure from mm-hmm. being in that group, I may not have done it. Um, and look yeah, what happens if you, especially if you're, if you're maxed out, right. It's easy to let yourself just accept, Oh, okay. I'm at, like, how, how can I even right. think about anything more if I'm maxed out with this? Right. And so with, you know, the encouragement of the members of our BNI group and with a little bit of that added pressure to succeed and take the business to the next level, I took that step. I started advertising for sitters. I started interviewing. Um, I started really digging in. And boy, am I so glad that I took that step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know since we've worked together and we've gotten uh, some tools put in place, I've seen kind of how you and your team interact. And yeah, it's, it just seems like a, a really awesome group. Oh, yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about yeah how you've kind of put together the culture and values on how you try to influence everybody on your team to work together. Absolutely. Well, one thing that I've implemented recently is a monthly connection with my sitters. So rather we actually meet in person for a cup of coffee 
or we do a Google Meet, um, really connecting with them, hearing their feedback, seeing you know if there are any changes in circumstances, if they'd like additional hours, if their schedule is changing, mm. et cetera. Um, that's been really valuable and many of my sitters have had excellent ideas for the business. Yeah. You know, hey, I thought of this. Hey, I thought of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. I mean, in the even few four or five years I've been in and out of the professional world between engineering, manufacturing, construction, service, looking at all these industries, right? The the just lack of frequency of people checking in with their workers and asking questions like that is yes. really just a, a a loss of opportunity. One, it's just the people aren't gonna feel like they're not gonna feel like they matter. Uh, two, if there is an issue, you know, if you're not talking to them frequently, you know, what what reason do they have to you know right. bring up things? Or if they have ideas, you know, what what all are you missing out on? And most companies I'd worked for, there's like. I think the most frequent I had was they had like a a quarterly review and I think another one was like really only once or twice a year and just so much can happen in between and you could very quickly lose people or even if you don't lose them, the, their output or capacity is probably just going to be greatly diminished because there's a problem you don't know about or they just don't see or realize where they matter within the organization. So right. I definitely appreciate that you, you really put in the effort to communicate, keep up to date with everybody. Right. Well, and that's one thing you helped me put in place. While I was um, regularly checking in with sitters, I didn't have a policy. I didn't have it where I had it in my calendar. Okay, each mm-hmm. month we're going to be doing this. Um, and yeah. that's been really vital as we've grown. And you want it to be you know, casual in the way that people are comfortable and it's just right. a conversation, but you also have to have some structure to it. You want it, you want it to be a productive right. meeting. So having something kind of prepared beforehand absolutely goes a long way and then helps you as the leader just feel like you're in control. Okay, I've got this planned. Right. We have these, as long as I ask these questions, it'll be a uh, productive conversation. Right. So just, yeah, have those little... Little preset systems can relieve a lot of stress, open up your mind to all that other stuff you're trying to work on. Absolutely. Um, The other thing I've worked on is my sitters all know that what they should be looking to do is act in the best interest of the animal if they're in a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. And they know that if they do that, they have my full support. Um, because this job is so different from client to client and pet to pet, um, different circumstances will arise and there's not always one right way to handle that. Mm -hmm. Um, but each sitter that works with me really is looking to act in the best interest of the pet and I support that Mm -hmm. fully. Yep. Yeah. It's a perfect example of having a, a core value and a culture in your business where if you, as long as you know that your employee is bought into that culture, then at minimum, whatever their uh, decisions are going to be is going to align with that. Right. You know, is it even if it wasn't maybe the best decision, you can kind of rest easy because okay, if these people are following it, they're they're going to make a decision that aligns with what I would have in some capacity. Right. You know, and I think because I have this open communication with sitters, and because I 
support them in that way. They are not afraid to come to Mm -hmm. me at all with any sort of issue um, or question. I always say it doesn't matter, you know, if it seems like a silly question to you. Mm-hmm. bring whatever it is to me rather it's gosh there's this new type of harness and I don't totally know how this you know fits on this dog and I do a quick FaceTime and you know we go through it together yeah. um, so you wouldn't want the dog to slip out right and then that's going to be a much bigger issue than right. spending five minutes FaceTiming right for a harness right so I just always say there aren't any stupid questions and you know mm-hmm. yeah and then I know one thing you've mentioned is when you Consider putting the pet pet's needs first. That can also go say you know if how was I going the even if the owner you know didn't necessarily say hey this is what we do or what we should do you know that okay this is what's in the best interest of the pet you're not just thinking okay what did the owner tell me to do they're thinking what is the best for the pet the pet is always number one right. You know, that's another reason um, that we have that vet release form and some of the language that we have in our contract. Mm -hmm. Um, We always do our best to consult with our clients first, Um, you know, save a true emergency where a client is out of town, we can't reach them, and then we just jump into action. But we do have that authorization, you know, um, Mm -hmm. to seek medical care. So if I truly believe um, that there's a threat to the animal's safety or health, we do take action. Mm -hmm. Yep. Awesome. Uh, So looking just forward into the world, what are some of your kind of short-term and long-term goals with this venture? Yeah. Obviously, you've already come so far, but I know there's... Well, one... Seeing the success that I've had growing the team, I'm excited to grow it further. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting to be able to help more clients. Um, you know, that's one thing is there always seems to be this great need out there for pet care for somebody who's trusted um, and really does an excellent job. And so it's wonderful to be able to provide Des Moines um with that type of service and know that we can take on additional clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, it's exciting as I'm preparing to bring on a part-time administrative assistant um, to see what kind of time that frees up for me for other projects. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing I'd really like to do is partner with some local um, pet retail businesses and create a subscription box for our clients. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Yep. Um, I have some ideas for additional services that I think would be of value, um, especially to our regular clients. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're already, I know we talked a bit about that since right. you're already at the house and if that person's away, right? you know, you could, plenty of just little things you could tack on to make the, the client's life much easier. Absolutely. Add a little opportunity for your, your sitters. Right. Uh, expand the business. Um. Another piece I'm really focusing on right now as my schedule has opened up a little bit more is networking. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to get involved with um, several different organizations. I've been visiting some different meetings, um, mm-hmm. and that's been exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice once you, you start, and then it's it's kind of like that, but then you get really busy, and now you're kind of getting back to that fun stage of, oh, I actually have some time and opportunity right. to... To see what's next, which that was ultimately always the goal I was trying to hopefully help is get you yeah. 
initially we we're just trying to get your weekends back. Yes. Since you're, you know, trying to run a business yes. and mostly like full time sitting. So getting to that point where Right. And I've, I've pet sitting backs off and get more to the, the business side, right. having a little more freedom. Yep. I've had to put some boundaries in place that mostly have been well respected by clients. Um, you know, really sticking to our business hours. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're helping pets 24-7, especially when we have clients who are traveling. But there are certain things with clients that can, you know, take place just during traditional business hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece I've really been working on and I'm excited to do more with is just continuing education. Animals mm-hmm. are my passion. I yeah. love to learn more. Um, I'm excited next year. So not 2023, but 2024, I'm going to mm-hmm. attend the... National Association of Professional Pet Sitters um, big conference. Oh, yep, very cool. We're members of NAPS yeah, and like we're NAPS certified. Yeah, a lot of people who would have thought there is a, a conference for that. So right, another example of hey, there's yeah, you got a passion. There's lots of other people out there definitely uh, to go explore with. Um, so something that I just thought of or remembered is you know, so your your service is all. In the person's home. Yes. It is not um, doggy daycare or, uh, you know, people people aren't taking the client's pets into their home and taking care of them. It is solely um, your worker, your uh, pet sitters are going to the client's home. And that's where, obviously, the, yes. the pet is most comfortable, you know, their own home. Yes. Uh, so you can talk, can you talk to kind of the significance and power of that and maybe some benefits uh, that you've seen recently versus, you know, taking them to a doggy daycare or a kennel. Absolutely. I truly think keeping your pets in their own environment is in their best interest um, for a variety of reasons. One, it's stressful when you're away from your pet, that's mm-hmm. stressful for them. So there's comfort in being in their own environment on their regular routine. Um, two, it's nice for the client because you also have someone who's keeping an eye on your home. Rather, we're staying overnight or making mm-hmm. visits. We're collecting your mail. We're taking your trash out. We're watering your plants. We're giving your home a lived-in appearance. Yeah, um, there's it's the rainy season in Iowa, checking basements. Right. Right. We're minimizing the opportunity for injury to your pet from another animal. Mm-hmm. Um, we're minimizing the opportunity for um, illness. Uh, one thing that's really common is kennel cough. And mm-hmm. I've heard from many, many clients that upon their return, their their dog has kennel cough and they're now paying to treat that. Mm-hmm. Um that also can be serious, especially yeah, for certain breeds. I think Oi and my parents' dog right. both got that one time, and we're not even sure which one got it first, but it's just from, like, one visit to the vet. Right. And then, yeah, next thing you know, they're just dehydrated. It's mm-hmm. keeping them up all night. And, yeah, it's, it's a, it sounds like a little thing, you know, for a human, a, a cough is right. just, eh, okay, yeah, I caught a little something or there's something in the air, but for yes. a pet, that can really cause some problems. And then it's going to impact the owner's life Mm -hmm. a lot as well. Yep, and it's highly contagious. Um, And then again, in working with us, um, just one-on-one with your animal, we have these wonderful systems in place with time to pet. You know, we're Mm -hmm. always reachable. Um, 
you can see what time we're at your home. You know, you know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, the time to pet thing is is really cool. Like when you said it that, is. you know, it can GPS track the walks. Yep. I know there's a lot of people, especially if you have a, a high energy dog, you want to make sure they're getting that exercise. Right. Or, uh, yeah, it's just building, having something that really just enforces that confidence in the service. Right. Um, definitely going down the road, you know, if you need to up your prices or, you know, you just want to have those really high quality clients that right. those are the tools that are going to keep that loyalty to you and your team. Absolutely. Um, and then definitely gives you a lot of talking points when you're going to network um, and you, you join a new organization and you start talking about those little things, people are going to be like, oh, wow, I, I never thought of that. And right. They're, maybe they're instantly like, oh, I'm going to have a really busy summer coming up. Boom, you got a new client there. Or they, they start right. thinking of, of other people to refer. And when you think about referrals or uh, trying to get new clients, if you see a commercial and you're like, oh, that looks cool, or you hear a friend tell you directly, hey, this business is awesome, right. hearing it from a friend goes just so much further. And say maybe the price tag is a little bit more, but having that confidence in that you know personal referral from somebody you know right. goes a really long way. Well, and in working with a professional, there are just so many benefits to that. You know, we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about the insurance piece and the bonding. Um, you know, the bonding necessitates that we hold up our end of the bargain. So we're mm, there okay. and we complete the job that you employed us to handle. Um, insurance, um, really our sitters have made an investment by taking mm-hmm. out that insurance. And, you know, that lets the client know that if something was to happen in their home, there's coverage for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a key piece. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from people that tell me, you know, that a sitter they hired from Rover, for instance, didn't show up at their home or Mm -hmm. was very late or they weren't getting regular updates. They had to, you know, call and text this person to get information. Yeah. And that's unsettling. Yeah. I've only only used Rover once and it was in... A really small town. I guess I got. I think I got lucky with a, a good sitter. But right. Like when you brought up the the vet release form. Like. Uh huh. I'm a very detail oriented person. Project management. Even I didn't really think of that. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Right. Because I was at the time I was just working a crazy job. I was super busy. You're just you know desperate to get somebody to be able to let your pet out. But yeah, there are a lot of those details you don't think about. Right. And certainly there are excellent sitters on Rover. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on Rover at one point. The The problem is you're not working with a local business if you need, if there, if something goes wrong, something mm-hmm. goes sideways that's and you true, need yep. to connect with them. You're not working with someone local that's able to step right in. Um, and yes, there's not the um, insurance piece. You know, there, there are just a lot of things that could go wrong. You're really mm-hmm. relying, you're really trusting someone. Yeah. Uh, So, so you were with Rover a little bit. What's more, uh, your background? So I know you've been doing this a few years. What were you doing before that? Yep. So I've always had a passion for animals, but also a passion for children. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked as a nanny for 10 plus years with a couple of 
wonderful families. Um, worked with infants. I worked with um, twins. I worked with older teenagers. Um, mm. I did a lot of overnight care when um, clients were traveling. I would take care mm. of their kids. So really have always kind of worked in a care capacity. And, you know, along with that, obviously, I was taking care of some of their pets um, and was doing some just house and pet sitting on the side for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was a very natural role for me. And in fact, at one point, I had considered maybe um, starting my own nanny agency. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, had had a lot of different things that were kind of swirling around in my mind and yeah so always always kind of knew you wanted to do yep do something something out on your own right well and i've always been someone um i like to feel needed i guess it gives Mm. me a reason to Mm -hmm. get up in the morning and some purpose and knowing that what i'm doing is making a difference and there's not somebody else that can just jump in my shoes you know that's true for nannying it's true for pet setting if you don't show Mm -hmm. up there's not necessarily somebody else that can just jump right in and fill for you fill in for you for sure yeah and i'm definitely i'm sure that turned into that problem of being able to hey let let somebody else take over right you know a job task because yeah you like you just said there's always you're always the one there was you know if you weren't there it wasn't right gonna happen you know, and the nice thing in working with a team, because there are certainly people that have occasionally expressed concern about working with multiple sitters, um, mm-hmm. it's wonderful to have somebody as backup. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, definitely. And then, I mean, if you want to have, you know, some free freedom in your own life, if, right. you're, if you're maxed out with clients, then, oh gosh, that, yeah, how, how right. are you going to take a vacation which right. is what you're allowing, you know, your clients to be able to do. Yes. Well, and that was one of the pieces with expanding to a team of sitters as I certainly had reached a point where I was working 24-7. You mm-hmm. know, I was I was up at 6 o'clock in the morning or earlier. I was in bed at maybe 11.30. I was just, mm-hmm. I had to build up that clientele and do all of the visits and the overnights and the dog walking. And so it's been nice to reclaim Mm-hmm. Um, some of that personal time as well. Yeah. And then goes to show how, you know, you got to put in that effort up front. Yes. And it, it seems brutal, but now, you know, it, it will pay off in the end. Now you've right. got this awesome team and right. you've just, and the last few months it's just been, oh, look at all these potential directions we can go, right. things to implement, you know, maybe work with other local businesses. And so it, it can get tough for a while but you reach then you reach that breakthrough point where you can you can get excited again and right really start tuning it into what you always dreamed of it being right and it prevents burnout which is mm-hmm. that's common in a lot of careers but pet sitting especially you know Kristen has several books out there one is on burnout because mm. it's a very common theme um there's compassion fatigue you know giving so much of yourself and mm-hmm. um you know, becoming emotionally drained. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's, for, for those people out there that maybe they're kind of like you, they've already dabbled in something they know they're really passionate about. Maybe they've gotten paid a little bit for it. What are your kind of top tips for jumping in and turning that into something that, you know, you can make a living off of? Right. Um, research. 
research, mm-hmm. research, research, research what others are doing, research careers in that field. You know, there mm-hmm. are all sorts of things out there. For instance, what Kristen is doing. I hope that in 10 to 15 years, I myself am coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting to me to be able to offer that and consider that. Um, network talk to people. It can be in a formal setting. It can be in a less formal setting. Share about your business. Share about yourself. Get to know people. Get to know what they're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. That's how you identify your market as well. What's needed? Yeah. What's not out there? Yeah, and you noticed, hey, the, this in-home concept is... Right. There's just probably... I mean, there's endless... There's got to be endless potential clients Yes. out there. It's just a matter of... At this point, it's probably just a matter of getting, being able to get in front of them and having them, right? Yeah, see what you can offer. And then self care. You know, honestly, that's mm-hmm. one that I pushed off for a while, um, and probably was facing burnout in the next six months if I hadn't changed some things and started um, giving myself the attention that I was, mm-hmm. you know, putting into the business. Um, it's it's important to work hard. It's important to give your all, but it's if you're not taking care of yourself, at some point you won't have any more to give. Yeah. So just hanging on to that piece, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something I've kind of realized more in the this last year. I've kind of like what you were saying. Even when I was uh, working a full time job, I was spending a lot of time just digging into different industries, seeing what was out there because I already had a strong hint of like kind of. Well, for one, I always wanted to have my own business, but, you know, kind of, I knew there was a different route for me out there. And so that was a big thing. I've just spent a lot of time digging in, okay, what, what are other people doing? And that's something with uh, this podcast and my self-development podcast I want to push is people have already been there, done that, and there's materials out there. So yeah, you got to put in the work, but you can become... Uh, at least knowledge-wise, an expert very fast in things. Right. Um, so, you know, taking that time, and this year, you know, I've, there's been a lot of setbacks for me, but, you know, it's kind of how you how you think about it. Yes. As an investment in yourself, trying to figure out, okay, what are you really going to be happy doing right. moving forward rather than just sticking, say, with that kind of safe route that you're just going to be somewhat satisfied forever rather than right you know kind of risking it taking a step back and looking at all those things and then you know kind of finding some burnout this year and realizing oh okay i'm not gonna be able to perform my business ideas unless i kind of step back and work on myself too so yeah it's definitely just quite quite the balancing act but ultimately if if you're the one that sticks with it those are the people that Right. You know, push through that hard spot, have the much the biggest return in the end and right. can find that thing that make them a lot happier in the long run. It's persistence and it's constantly adjusting. Mm-hmm. Um, we can have plans and it's important to have plans in place, but they're ever changing with events that come up in the world, with events that come up in your personal life. So it's it's being flexible and, you know, pivoting when you need to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then whatever you do, still trying to point yourself in the direction of that goal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Might have to take a little detour, but right. Just not giving, not giving up in the end. Yeah. And it's it's intimidating. the The world definitely tends not to influence you in that direction either. It's always right. Take uh, either take the safe route or 
Uh, there's this, you know, luxury out there that, hey, if you tweak it this way, you can afford that now. And it's just easier to yes. fall into that pit rather than investing back in yourself, forfeiting, you know. Right. I'm not going to go take that expensive vacation or buy the nice car. I'm going to go hire a coach instead. Right. And then if you do it right and, you know, a couple of years later, you're just going to be far more successful and taking that vacation or buying that car yes. is much less of a uh, task or it's, you know, it's not, yeah. not as significant as it was because right. your, your level of success is much higher. So that's definitely the goal. Uh, any Anything else to add for, for those people out there just looking to, yeah you know, hunt down a dream and turn their passion into a business? I'd say go for it. Um, I, while I loved nannying and it was something I was really excellent at, I also reached a point where it felt a little bit like a dead end and I didn't know what my next move was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, financially, um, you know, wanting to have more, wanting to, you know, I just had goals I wanted to reach and there's always a way to do something different. So dream Mm -hmm. big. Um, explore opportunities, get out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah. It's scary. That's That was a big one for me too, the networking thing. Right, same. Uh, I just, yeah, I was in my own little ecosystems with the last couple yes. jobs I had. And yeah, it's it's a different world. It's not easy, you know, and with what I was doing, um, I wasn't in an office setting. I wasn't networking with mm-hmm. other individuals in my field. Um, so when I joined BNI, it was a little intimidating for me. Um, I forced myself to take on some responsibilities. One was as the education coordinator for BNI and speaking, you know, for five minutes or so at each meeting on networking education. Mm-hmm. Um, that was somewhat scary and anxiety producing for me. But wow, did that help build my confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so just pushing yourself to the uncomfortable places. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, part of our weekly meetings is you kind of give you a, a little elevator pitch each week or bring right. up a certain topic. And even though I know you, you, you think you're not maybe the best speaker, when you're talking about your business, you are very good at talking about it now. And, you know, it definitely gets that point across you hit those points that people never thought of and that gets them to really think about right your service yeah. uh so red carpet time say people in the greater des moines area are looking for a pet sitter yeah or uh, want to learn more about your business how can they find and get a hold of you yes okay a couple different ways um i would recommend that you visit our web page so that's www.antiabbyspetsitting.com Um, We have all sorts of information on there about the services we offer, um, our team. We have our rates on there, um, and then you can submit a request for a quote um, Mm -hmm. and either submit that via email or give us a call. Um, I'd recommend you check out our Facebook page Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I'm happy to say I can boast we have 29 uh, five-star reviews on there right now. Um, Very fortunate that our clients jump right on and are mm-hmm. happy to recommend our services. So if you're looking for testimonials, they're also on the website, but I see. And cute pictures of pets, of course. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. If you like, <laughs> if pet, anything, follow for that. If you like pet pictures and videos, Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, everybody, if you're a pet owner in the Des Moines area, I highly suggest you at least check out her page 
And if you got any big trips or if you're a busy person, that's the biggest thing. If you're a busy person and you want to make sure your pet's living the the quality of life that you desire for them, definitely check out Auntie Abby's. They will have a solution and an awesome sitter for you. I appreciate you coming on today. And like I said, this this is our second time, so I definitely appreciate the the added time. Um, Glad I have my tech figured out. And I think think this went pretty well. I'm excited to share your story and business with everyone. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity, Austin. That wraps it up for today's episode of the Shale Solutions Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen today. I hope you got some valuable information out of that. See some of the ins and outs of a totally different industry. I never imagined I'd get to really kind of deep dive into a business such as pet sitting. Uh, But there's definitely a lot to it, as you can tell, especially if you want to provide such a high quality and professional service in that realm. If you're in the greater Des Moines area and want to have a good pet sitter on standby or especially say you're a very busy person and you feel bad about having to leave your pet home all day, Auntie Abby's can help out with regular drop-in visits, quick 30 minutes or even more. So you can go check them out at AuntieAbby'sPetSitting.com. Again, that's anywhere in the greater Des Moines area. If you want to learn more about me and how I can help your business, look me up online, Austin Shadle or Shadle Solutions. You can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, I appreciate your time and look forward to sharing the next episode.